Hello everyone, my name is Dr. Fergal Armstrong and welcome to this episode of Cracking Addiction. And once again, we have with us the good Dr. Laura Petrachek. Hello, Laura. How are you? Good, Fergal. How about yourself? I'm well. I'm well. So I thought we'd uh, explore interpersonal effectiveness as part of dialectical behavioral therapy. And when I was taught uh, DBT techniques, one of the techniques for interpersonal effectiveness uh, that I came across was the dear man technique, which is a way of actually, uh, you know, making a request or saying no. Now, first of all, why is why is this technique important? Why does it even exist within DBT training? This technique is important because it deals with our interactions with others, our relationships with others. And this is a huge area where most people coming into therapy or treatment struggle with. And this mm. specific tool helps a client like walk through in their mind, okay, what's the script or what am I, because that's one of the suggestions is to write it out or to kind of guide you into terms of what you're going to say, what you're going to assert or say no to. Yeah, and I suppose patients, uh, everyone really has difficulty saying no sometimes or, or assert or asking for something sometimes. But I think there are certain patient groups that have more difficulty. And I think people with uh, borderline personality disorder and also substance use disorders mm-hmm. may fall into that category. What, what do you think to that? I think so, especially people with BPD and substance use disorder because they struggle more with people pleasing and struggle more mm. with saying no and so this skill yeah. would be very helpful to them yeah yeah and if you don't if you're not able to say no that means that you're going to be rejected and you're not going to have love and actually you know to, to 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 actually have a relationship of respect that does involve the space of being able to say no or for that matter being able to ask effectively doesn't it Yes, it does. But Mm. a lot of people with substance use disorders or borderline personality disorder are afraid to say no because then they're afraid that will end the relationship or um, they're afraid of rejection. So that Mm. adds to the fear of saying no or to setting a boundary. And then, of course, it adds to resentment and just kind of messes with the interaction. It poisons it, so to speak, with the resentment and sure. not being clear about what they want or don't want. Sure. Now, I was taught in this context the mnemonic dear man, but I believe that you have a variation on that. Right. I have dear woman. So... Mm-hmm. I mean, do you want me to go through the D-E-A-R-W-O-M-A-N? Or, well, I think or just add so, that so that's what the mnemonic is. You're right. That's the, yeah. That's what your mnemonic is. I think, I mean, we may not get it covered entirely in one episode, but let's work our way through, dear woman. So let's start off with D. What does D stand for? So D stands for the details of your request. And it sets up the specific situation that you're speaking about and what you're going to be asking for. 
So for example, let's say um, your request is uh, for a, a friend who's always late when meeting you for coffee. So that's the details of the situation. Okay. And your request mm. is to please be on time, but that comes right. later. But right now that's the details of the situation. Yeah. So, and you're, then, so you're waiting. I mean, you know, in, when I think about this, I think about, uh, you know, someone being asked to wash the dishes and, you know, for me, it's all about stating the facts. When you're having the dear man conversation with someone, it's stating the facts. I noticed that the dishes weren't washed. Ah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I you're taking that. away you're taking away the the it's 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 a statement of fact. You're not actually you know accusing anyone of being lazy. It's just yeah. I noticed the dishes weren't weren't washed. Or like or you might that. say. I, I asked you to wash the dishes and I noticed that the dishes weren't washed. Right. These are very right. much facts in the relationship. Exactly. Or I noticed yeah, that you weren't on time. I like that. Yeah. Or, I asked yeah. you to be here at two o'clock. I noticed that you, right. you arrived at, I mean, I wouldn't even say I noticed you here on time. I asked you to be here at two o'clock and you were here at a quarter past two. Yeah. So, so it's a description for me. It's the D is describe. It just, it's a describe in a very non-emotional way, purely sticking to the facts that, that are that are unarguable. Right. Just the facts, you know, like Mr. Just Spock. the facts, ma'am. Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, ah, what is he on? Okay. Dragnet. Yeah. Uh, Dragnet. Is that the, the guy that said just the facts, ma'am? Yeah. Yeah. There was a, someone said to me there was a movie and I can never remember it. So yeah, Dragnet. It, who, who started it Dragnet? It was a series in the 60s. In America. Yes, right. Yeah. Just the facts, ma'am. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Just the facts. And I have him in my book somewhere. But um but yeah, it's called Dragnet. Right. Dragnet. Dragnet. Really eludes me at the moment. All right. Anyway. Yeah. So for me the D is just the facts, ma'am. Describe the situation with just the facts. What's the E? Talk to us about the E. The E is about expressing opinions and emotions that add more context to strengthen your situation or strengthen your position. So, yeah, just, you know, I noticed I asked you to do the dishes. You didn't do the dishes. I'm upset that you didn't do them or this seems to be a recurring issue. Um, maybe to add a little bit more detail to it. Mm. It's not really an excuse to fly off the handle, isn't it? This, this is not the time to say, Anne, you never do the dishes and you're, you know, I feel rejected. No, it's, it's not a time to. Uh, one thing that I really like about Marsha Lyonahan, and I remind clients this constantly don't attack. Yeah. So attack. to bring up, oh, you don't do the, you never do them, oh, this, that's attacking. Nope. It is, yeah. It's not effective. And I even yeah. remem remind myself that because just those two words yeah. mean a lot. Don't attack. Nope. Don't go there. Don't go there, Laura. Because yeah. um, it's yeah. not effective. It doesn't go anywhere. It usually pushes the other person away and just isn't helpful to what you're trying to deal with. For me, the E also means explore. 
So I noticed you didn't do the dishes. I asked you to do the dishes. I noticed the dishes weren't done. Is there any reason why they weren't done? No, I um, I really like that because that is a different approach than attacking because that's bringing mm. you forward in a positive way. Like you're curious. Hey, yeah. I'm just curious, you know, what happened? Or, you know, trying to give someone the benefit of the doubt instead of, again, mm. instead of attacking them, um, trying yeah. to see if there's something else going on, like maybe... They just couldn't stand the smell of whatever was cooking. I don't know. And sometimes it's just they just don't want to do them. But you don't necessarily know that until you explore yeah. it. So that's why I really like that. What does the A stand for? The A stands for assert by asking or by saying no. So write down either what you want to say or have like a script. So sometimes... yeah. Um, I've written things out before I'm going to have a, a tough conversation or a, maybe a challenging one. And I also recommend to clients to do the same, to write things down. What do you want to say? Uh, who do you want to direct it to? You know, because it's, mm. it's bad. It's not better. It's more effective if you choose one person. So maybe it's a group, but choose one person in the group. Uh, because then you'll have a more uh, comprehensive dialogue. This is really the pinnacle of dear man or dear woman. I'm looking forward to hearing what the W and the O is, isn't it? But this is really the crux. Everything is the preamble to this point. And this is where you actually make your request or say no. This is it. Isn't it? And it can, it can, the thought of it can actually fill people with fear. You know, it's um, it's a difficult, well, like I said, it's a difficult it's, step. It's a it is difficult step. I mean, because again, there's that mm. fear of rejection. Yeah, um, it's the that fear of rejection fear. when you assert yourself or say no. And I think it's really important for people to realize that if you do assert yourself or you do create appropriate boundaries, it does not destroy a relationship. It actually, or at least, it doesn't destroy functioning relationships it it actually enhances the quality of functioning relationships mm-hmm. yes yeah. it does respectful enhance. relationships yeah respectful That's relationships it. are enhanced when people understand each other and and know what their boundaries are and can actually productively work together within the context of boundaries Exactly. That, and I like that word respect yeah. because that's yeah. really and key. It, it, it reminds me of the phrase, good fences make good neighbors. Mm-hmm. Good boundaries make good relationships. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, people should not fear the A. They do, but they shouldn't fear it. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, they shouldn't, but I mean, obviously there's some kind of life history that they do. Mm-hmm. So I think it's yeah. more a matter of supporting them, feel the fear, do it anyway. What's your yeah. kind yeah. of exploring what's your fear if you do say no? And then yeah. how could you support or get re- uh, support for yourself? What does the R stand for? 
The R stands for reward the person that you're making the request by letting them know of the positive consequences that will happen if the request is met. So for example, mm. a lot of times we let people know the negative consequences. Like if you don't do those dishes, then I'm not going out with you tonight. Or if you don't do those dishes, um, that, you know, let's say it's to a teenager, uh, you get no phone for the rest of the evening. But if we mm. have positive intent or positive intentions, meaning, hey, if you do the dishes, why don't we watch a movie together later tonight? Or why don't we go for a walk after? Um, yeah. So you want to, re I mean, you know, again, depending on the person and the relationship, you want to reward them in some way, not like smaller children where you may give them an allowance or something for doing chores, but more for adolescents and adults. What's the reward, but not monetary. Think of something else. For me, it's also about reinforcement. Reinforcement. So reinforces. How? Well, it would, it would, I would really appreciate it if you would actually do the dishes. Is that, is that rewarding? Uh, is that the same? It's not the same. You're more doubling, redoubling your efforts at the request. <laughs> That's another is... R, isn't it? Redoubling your efforts. <laughs> Dear er, er. <laughs> man. Um, it, that's not necessarily bad or negative, but, you know, it almost sounds like pleading and you don't want to get there, go there either. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. Maybe that's a bad example. It's yeah. not, it kind of takes away your assertiveness um, mm. or undermines it. So you don't necessarily mm. want All to right. reinforce it in that regard. But you do want to, there's some, you know, I mean, people react or respond more to the positive than negative consequences, right? Um, or are more likely yeah. to. So you're like, okay. Um, and how about tomorrow night? I'll do the dishes or mm. I'll cook and do the dishes tomorrow night. Just something that's yeah. positive. Or I feel closer to you now that you have followed through with your commitment of doing the dishes. Or I will feel closer to you because you followed through. I will, yes. That's a good one. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's what I mean by reinforcement. Yeah, mm. but you're absolutely right. You don't want to come over as whingy, whiny, or pleady, or needy no. for that matter. Because or you've what? done the A. You've done the hard yards in the A. Yeah. So don't yeah. take it back. And that's yeah, the other thing. Um, there's a phrase I, I use with clients called the afterburn. So a lot of times after we make an assertive statement, we feel this guilt, this fear, uh, this anxiety, and I call it the afterburn mm. or here in the mm. Bay Area, the fog. And I uh, ask clients to just feel those feelings because they will burn off. You know, they will dissipate. Yeah. You just got to hang in there a little bit after you say, after you assert yourself. Because sometimes that's where clients get trapped, you know, so they'll assert themselves. The other person will say, well, I don't feel like it or I'm tired. And then the person A will say, oh, OK, I'll just do them then. So you, you really want to try yeah. to have them 
hang in there with that assertiveness. We've talked about the deer. I have no idea what the W and the O stand for. You're going to have to talk me through this. So the W is to look at the whole picture. So, okay, the whole picture yeah. meaning like you, what you were alluding to earlier, you know, just the facts. So the whole picture, okay, it's nine o'clock. You know, my partner uh, doesn't ever like doing the dishes, but that's not my problem because that's part of our equitable trade here. Um, and what else? Maybe I'm, you know, keep asserting myself, you know, redoubling my efforts, which is making them upset or more unlikely to do it. Um, what else? Have you both had a hard day? Or is one of you more struggling with something than the other? So it's looking at the whole picture. And that's where writing a script tends to help because you're seeing the situation from all sides instead of, oh, you know, they're just lazy and they don't want to do it, you know. Yeah. Um, I suppose really I, I listen to you say that and I think about, you know, things like extenuating circumstances for not for not sticking to an agreement. Mm -hmm. Like, for instance, what if someone's just come home from work and just been laid off or lost their job? You know, you can, you know. Right. When, yeah. when is it appropriate to cut someone a little bit of slack, you know? I would say, I mean, depending. I mean, if this person is always, you know, like, I'll never forget when my daughter was younger, like 11 or 12 mm -hmm. or 13, and it was her time to do the dishes, she would put on this towel, this coat, this raincoat, this hoodie, like she had such an aversion of doing the dishes, these gloves. It looks like she was going to deal with atomic matter or something. And so, um, I'm not, where was I going with this? Um, so sometimes, the whole so, yeah, the whole picture. So if that's her attitude, and it was most days, she would get all dressed up in this funny outfit. Um, so it's not like you had a bad grade at school or you and your friend had a fight or something. You just hate doing yeah. the dishes. And, and sometimes we don't want to do certain things, but we still have to do it. That's part of adulting. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's part of the whole picture as well. If someone's always making excuses, well, that's still a, a holistic assessment of the situation, isn't yeah. it? But if someone, yeah. you know, on occasionally slips up, well, why? You know, is, is there's, has there been an acute change in circumstances that deserve a bit of slack? Right. And so, yeah, you've got to take yeah. a piece, you know, one situation, consider the yeah. all the players and, yeah. So would it be appropriate in W for looking at the whole picture to um, would it be appropriate to consider the phrase choose your battles? Yes, that is a really good point because in some relationships, you know, is it really worth it if you let's just say your husband, wife or partner never want to do the dishes? So is that worth fighting over instead of maybe a different battle such as, uh, or maybe not battle, but like how you're raising one of your children or your children. Um, that or, might be. And, and I'm just, 
I'm just talking about uh, thinking, playing devil's advocate and thinking about the corollary is choosing battle simply a way of actually constantly acquiescing to somebody else's um, request and having poor boundaries yourself is, is you know, to what extent, where well, does the truth that lie? that can be, I mean, that is sometimes the case, but that's not, much, not so much choosing your boundaries as, or choosing your battles as having poor boundaries. So that's more yeah. giving in because you don't want the argument. But choosing your battles yeah. is a little different. It's like, what's most important to you? Is it more yeah. important to uh, raise your son or daughter with certain values and discuss that and hash that out? Or is it more important to get the dishes done? Or what's another way to solve it? Oh, well, let's just buy a dishwasher and just forget the whole thing. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. That's more what I mean by choosing your battles, not so much caving mm. in, but um, yes. Yes. look at your values and your morals and 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 also what's most important to you. Um, yeah. So yeah. choose your battles, but don't cave in. Yeah, don't cave in or choose your battles and look at what's most important to you. Um, yeah. Because... Uh, you know, there'll come a time when you realize, wow, that wasn't really that important. Why did I get all bent yeah, out of shape yeah. about that? Um, yeah. So, yeah. I suppose that fits into this whole idea that we've been talking about, about emotional regulation. And so when we're emotionally dysregulated or feeling distressed, we don't have that ability to appraise situations holistically and to choose our battles because, you know, we're just so wound up. Which is why it's really important to understand these techniques in the context of the whole, the, the, forgive my use of the word holistic again, the, it's important to understand this particular technique in terms of the holistic um, management plan for, for emotional regulation, mm -hmm. interpersonal effectiveness, distress tolerance, and mindfulness. It all kind of melds into one life approach, doesn't it? Yeah. And it's also, so this particular skill, though, you may need to use a crisis intervention skill first. So maybe you, yeah. use, you know, a client, if they're all wound up or emotions are running high, maybe they need to do the tip skill first before yeah. an interpersonal effectiveness skill. We're, we're, Laura, we've run out of time today. So I was wondering if I could ask you to come back and we could talk about the oh man part of dear mm -hmm. woman. Yes. <laughs> All right. Thanks very much. We'll see you soon. Okay. Thanks, Fergal. That's all for today, folks. My name's Dr. Fergal Armstrong, and this has been Cracking Addiction. Cracking Addiction.